0: All right, and we're in boys. How we going? yeah, long
1: day mate how
0: are you oh mate i'm I'm doing all right I'm doing all right but uh i when when uh I was just saying like when Kootsie and i we were we were on here before you jumped on before we started recording, and uh we we're just talking smack and and we see you, your face come up on on the screen with just this big red light glowing on it, and we were wondering like. Were you developing photos or getting rid of the evidence? So, um, what's, what's been going on, mate?
1: Oh, a lot in the life of Bondi today, and none of it's been good. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. none of it's been good. None of it's been good. Hey, nah, that's, that's, that's terrible to hear. That's terrible to hear. That, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear it, mate. Do you, do, you, do you need a hug or something? I'll fly, I'll fly up down <laughs> And, yeah, uh, I'm flying up for a hug? That'd be good. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, no worries. I'll I'll, I'll see see in a few hours. That's be really, really sweet. <laughs> I mean, it, it might might cost me nine hundred dollars, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, one way.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Good God. How about you, Kuti? How You going mate?
2: Yeah, good mate. Surviving. That 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 was by far one of the most interesting you know pre-show kickoffs of, 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 we've had so far on oh. the podcast. That was hilarious. Yeah.
0: That was, that was great. Mate, it, honestly, I, I truly wish, if people could have seen it, I, I really wish I would have been recording it. It was, it was sensational. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, I didn't want to, didn't want to compromise Bondi too much. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But,
2: well, uh. we still going? You getting your steps up or something, mate? What's going on?
1: <sighs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what's this about? Just something about Schnitzel. What's, what's going What happened with Schnitzel?
1: Oh, well. So, long story short. Our car has been playing up, right. and um, took it in to get fixed today. It had two things wrong with it. One of them cost us a thousand dollars to get fixed, and the other one they quoted us two grand. Um, and, and to kick it all off, the car's not road, but the is like, "No, nope, I just need schnitzel and beer." <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the pub and got schnitzel and beer instead of me. Um, doing further investigations into my um, obscure sport, which was going to be uh, uh, slapping. I don't know what the name of the contest is actually called, but, yeah, it's where big dudes just slap
0: each oh, other. Oh, the, they slap each other. Yeah, well, well, look, we'll save that one for next week. Don't don't spoil the fun. We'll we'll, we'll leave out the obscure sport this week. That's all right. That's fine, mate. I'll... Yeah. Um, I'll just say something nice in a much longer fashion. I can I can definitely drag out. You know I can talk. You know that's that's my talent. That's I can talk. That's it. Um, but uh, all right. Well, let's, let's kick off with with some sport rather than talking about Bondi's woes and the poor bloke that's going to have to pay, remortgage his house to pay for his car. Um, but uh, Kootie, mate, AFL. It had, we had some uh, we had some drama. What, what's what's been happening, mate? I, I, I saw. I mean, I started with a list, normally I have about four or five points, um, uh, that I have for the AFL, but unfortunately they just kept coming. Like, it, it was, it, it was just nuts. Like, I thought I was going to, like, get away with, you know, Richmond being very confusing, you know, games of the week, that kind of thing. But we, we had, they, they, it was just nuts, man. Like, Quain, Quain or, like, why don't we kick off with, um, with Quain or, and, and the injury with the, with the Swans? Like, what happened with, like, the metal studs or something? Yeah, this was a
2: strange one. Like I haven't seen, you know, metal screwing studs in a in boots since you know, I was a nipper playing football and the umpire used to check your boots before you ran under the game. So yeah. far, far removed from those times and even Gill came out and said that no, no umpires we, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> um but yeah, this this was a strange one. It was kind of like a nothing injury, it didn't look like much and then um yeah, the Collingwood player didn't didn't, never got off the ground, ended up getting stretched off and ended up with like a, about an eight inch gash in the front of his shin from, um, the Sydney players, you know, screwing boots. It was, it was a really strange one. And like, um, Gill's come out and said that it basically could threatened clubs and go, yep, you know, metal or any, any metal in your boot and anything that's a form of a screw in stud. Um, they've threatened with a $40,000 fine. In this instance, um, the Sydney player Sam Wicks. Escaped any kind of penalty. It was kind of a big slap on, a big wake up to everyone. Mm, mm. And I think even Nick Rewalt came out during the week and said, there's, "There's potentially a lot of players that this could impact." But it, it was a really strange, like strange, nothing real injury. And then you saw the aftermath and the papers and that, and it was mm. it was not a pretty photo of the poor guy's leg, that's oh, for sure.
0: Quaynor, mate, he's to. I reckon he'll, he'll miss a couple of weeks because of that because he, he can't he can't risk infection, all that kind of stuff. So he's got to. He's got to miss uh, miss a few weeks there, but I mean, uh, Bucks came out and basically he he sort of said that um uh I don't know whether he he blamed the whole COVID thing or whatever, but he said basically because of staffing cutbacks in particular areas, there's no studs, um no 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 guys that do the studying for the players anymore at clubs. Um, where, or people that do the stud checks or something like that. He, he reckons it's due to staffing cuts as well. He, very mentioned that as a, as an issue. Um, I'm not too sure. I, I didn't know there was people that had clubs that did studs, but apparently there is. Well, there was. I don't know. Mate, I don't, mate, I haven't, I haven't known that since I played rugby union when I was six. But yeah, anyway. Well,
2: that, that's a strange one, because surely as a player, you should be understanding enough to go, well, I, I know I should. Because when this happened, everyone went, well, why has he got screwing boots? No one's had that since probably the early 90s or mid-90s. So
0: no, no. it's
2: strange for a coach to say that because surely players should know what they can and can't have on their feet. And you ask 90% of any AFL fan and they'll go, well, why, why has he got metal screwings? It makes no sense.
0: No, I mean they're not even that good. No, <laughs> that's, no, pretty, no, it's like that's why I don't. That's why no one uses them because they're rubbish. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, well, look that that one was a bit of a that was a bit of a funny one. That one. Um, but the the other one I guess as well that I I had a look at. Um, oh, there was um always give your mum a heads up. That was one of the funniest ones I thought. Oh yeah. Um, the the, the debutant from Collingwood ringing up his poor mum. And, uh, they recorded the whole thing, and she didn't know she's on camera. Um, and she's just, she's just going, that's fucking awesome, and, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like losing her mind. And what, what, what did she say? Would the, what, did the rest of the team fall over or something? Like, is that what you get used <laughs> to? It, it was.
2: It seems to be the, the thing that the players are doing now. We're all, you know, in the hubs and they're calling mum on um, Skype or whatever to go, yeah, I've got a game and your parents react. And this phone call was by far the best one. If you're Insta-famous already. Oh, yeah. The, the, the answer to the phone call was, oh, what have you done? What do you want yeah, now? Yeah, what do you and, know? now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, oh, that's great. You're winding me up. He goes, no, no, I'm playing, Mum. And then goes, what? The whole team fall over and all the boys are listening to this. Yeah, I think I I saw that steel
0: side bottom in the background (laughs) and all that. It was just by far
2: the best one. Absolutely. That was
0: gold. I loved it. I loved it. But mate, one of the things, the questions I did want to actually ask you was, what's, what the hell is Richmond doing? Like, one minute they're rubbish, and now they're bloody beating the Lions by a good solid, like, eight goals. Like, what, what, is it, is it purely just Dustin, or what?
2: Yeah, this is a, it's a funny one, because Richmond are probably still a good four or five players missing from, um, you know, their, their best 22. The luxury that Richmond have is, the the next tier of players to come in uh, are still really really good players, uh, but yeah, up and down like you can throw COVID whatever you want in you know, it. Obviously they're playing in um, Queensland still. I think the the roll um, Brisbane and then less than a week later, I mean they were in the game against Port Adelaide uh, on Saturday night, and then it was just it um, yeah. it was kind of the first half. Uh, probably the first five minutes of the fourth quarter and Port kicked ahead the and then all of a sudden they just, they just couldn't clear it. So, it, I mean, it was a funny old game and, it, and weirdly coached because that last quarter, Dustin Martin played forward of the ball and never got into the contest to have any impact in the last quarter anyway. But, yeah, yeah you know, as unpredictable as this season is... Um, Richmond, I mean, they're still there. They're still in the hunt. They're still a dangerous side. They're, they're still, regardless if they finish, if they make finals, they'll be dangerous, regardless of where they come from.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that, that's that's true. That they are just one of those teams. I think they think that's just that's just who they are this year. That I expected them to be um, fairly consistent like they were last year, but. <laughs> Jesus, like I can't pick them this year at all. But yeah, but they're they're a dangerous team. You never know which Richmond's going to show up. But if the good one does, then God, like, bloody, yeah, look out, mate. You you'll you'll be in trouble. Oh, it's absolutely. A, yeah. It's, it's kind of like it's actually kind of a bit like um the the Sharks in the NRL, Bondi. Like, they've kind of been that way a bit too. Like whether if they if the good team shows up and Sean Johnson's on, he's been pretty consistent. But um, you know, if if Chad Townsend and all that sort of rocks up as well, then they're pretty they're pretty dangerous as well, right?
1: Yeah, look, they're in the eight, and they have shown a lot of promise. They just don't have that polish that's going to get them across the line uh, come finals time. But they are going to trouble a few of those uh, higher teams um, when it does come to finals time. And, look, if you're going to put a dime on any team, uh, I wouldn't put it on either the Sharks or whoever the Sharks are playing because you just don't know which way it's going to swing.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, right. That's basically, I reckon that's, they're, they're kind of like the Richmond this year. That's just kind of how they're going. But, I mean, we it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out at, um, sort of come finals time. Um, now, I guess with the AFL, for me, I don't know what you reckon, Cootsie, but, uh, my favourite game was the Pies beating the Swans. But, um, the, uh, but the, the, the best game probably in the round, I'd say, would probably be the Saints and the Suns. Um, that was for me, um, a great contest all the way through. Um, the Saints ended up just getting over the line, but it was like the, but the Suns, Jesus, there was nothing in it. There was, there was an absolute bees dick in it. Like they they, they were very, very competitive.
2: Yeah. St. Kilda, I mean, we, we've touched on it a few times in the podcast. They're, they're the team on the rise so far this year. Um, I mean, hell, as we say that, they're getting flogged by Geelong as we record, but we'll gloss over that right now.
0: Uh, we'll pretend that's not happening. Just, all right, all right. Just, just <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't checked the scores, all right. So just...
2: oh, it, no, they're getting smashed. But, I mean, I still don't think they'll drop out of top three or four anyway, so they're, they're still, you know, right at the um, pointy end of the ladder. Um, and we've touched on, again, they've just recruited really well. And I, I looked at the Coleman, and I think it's Butler for St. Kilda. He's sitting pretty, like, second in yes. Coleman somehow. And I went, he hey, is
0: hey, crushing it. Hey,
2: and it's the year of the small forward. Like, Papley's up there as well. And, yep. and with the current game that was played, even though they lost, I know young Zach Fisher, and it shows that there aren't very high-scoring games. In his debut game this season, sorry, first game this season, kicked four goals, and he's rocketed yeah. to, like, 18th in the Coleman, straight yeah. off one game. It, it just, it's like, it's like
0: Fisher, man. he Zach Fisher, mate, he That's went it. just bananas. He just absolutely just ruined them. and They couldn't stop him. Like, I think I, he only really had...
2: It. He, he my, I think he only had like four or five kicks, but he kicked four goals with it, so he's was hardly yeah. wasteful.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, mate. His uh, what do you call it? He's, um, oh, what do they call it? Disposal. Um, what,
2: disposal efficiency.
0: Efficiency. That's right. Yeah, disposal exactly. mate. It would have been like nine hundred and seventy thousand <laughs> percent. <It> he was just <laughs> unreal. It, but uh, no, no. but he, yeah,
2: he was, it's, it's a, that's it. Yeah, Dan Butler. Sorry, is the guy, I'm told he kicked four again um, in that game against the Suns, and he just looks. Looks dangerous, and he's a snag. I think he's the ex-Richmond player that came over as well for nothing. And he looks, yeah. I mean, sitting second in the Coleman, like how Richmond let someone like that out the door. But I mean, you, you see yeah. that every now and then where you let a player who's on the fringe of a really good team, yeah, goes to another club, gets the game time, and just flourishes.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say, like that's exactly right. I mean, uh, well, I got, Varco's probably not an example, he was very good at Geelong as well. But no, but I'm just trying to think, like there was, there was, there's, there's some players, it happens a lot, Um like you'll see where, like they'll just, they'll kind of be okay, like a, a, a bit of a plotter, like they'll, they'll do solidly, like, you know, and then all of a sudden they get traded and, and maybe they just get used in a scheme the right way um and that it happens in the NFL all the time oh they're, they're, yeah it, NFL's it, yeah, it, it's a very very um big occurrence i guess like uh, i mean you look at someone like um oh jeez take your pick um you, you you can go the other way too like look look at, uh Le'Veon Bell for example in, in the Steelers he was uh, an absolute superstar could not be stopped Goes to the Jets and he can barely, he's, he's get, he's had the worst year possible. Like, it, it just happens either way. Um, but, or, or if you look at someone like, um, uh, like Austin Eckler, he's un, you know, go, he just kind of gets looked over by everyone else, but then he comes to the Chargers and just gets eight billion yards and just can't be stopped.
2: That's it. Yeah, absolutely, Matt.
0: Ah, but anyway, but that's, uh, but the one thing that I do, uh, before we jump in and have a, um, a real, we could, before we start railing on the Adelaide Crows, I did want to say, um, all of us, we play, we're playing Supercoach. Now, Bondi, are you still with us? Or, are, like, all I can see is, like, the gutter of your, of your house, I think it is?
1: Yeah, mate, I'm here.
0: Yeah, sweep. Um, <laughs> but with Supercoach, these buys are a giant pain in my ass. I can't figure out who's playing when and where. And this 20 games in bloody whatever or whatever it is, 30 games in 20 days is just giving me the irrits.
1: Oh, well, I'm not going too bad, mate. I've um, I won last round and I'm going pretty well this round, so yeah, all <laughs> right. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, right, mate, I'm going to have to ask a few pointers at this stage. I'm, I was I was sitting pretty top of the ladder, or good joint top of the ladder, and now a new a new blokes were you know languishing. And now I'm just getting ruined every week. I, can't, I, can't, I just can't keep up with it. I'm doing terrible. Every, every time I bloody bring a player on, he gets injured or he gets suspended. I'm just like it, it's just insane. I can't, I can't, you can't turn a trick.
1: That is unfortunate for you.
0: <laughs> I <have> no
1: sympathy.
0: Zero sympathy at all. Does not care. <laughs> Eat, you eat a guy, bag. He doesn't care. A about. Bag. That's right. It's just like, mate, you can just keep, you can just keep sucking a giant fat. Well,
1: mate, <laughs> <laughs> while I've got the opportunity, because <laughs> it doesn't come around too often, I'm yeah. going to take.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. You got to do it. You got to do it. Like it, it's uh, like when it comes around. Like uh, I, that's why I think you know if you're whooping your mates in any in any sort of it doesn't doesn't matter if it's based like off uh like you know, fantasy football or if it's football like real football or you know whatever you you have to you have to give him shit for it you just have to do it
1: yeah i agree. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it is. Um, alright, now let's rail on, uh, the Adelaide Crows for being a shit bag of a team. Um, and now we all, we all saw the footage. I mean, Bonnoy, do you do have a look at the footage and have a look and see what happened with Gorn?
1: Yeah, mate. I looked at it and it's disgusting, but yeah. it seems to be all too frequent in the AFL from the, the games that I've watched this season. There's, there's a lot of talk about
0: it, so. There, there is a lot. Well, Cootsie, well, well, you're, you're, you're our, our resident AFL expert, mate. Well, why don't you, you, you just t- t- talk a bit about what happened with, with gone and, and what, what the deal was, and, and maybe just, I don't know, just run through like what's been going on with the refs and they're not really, you know, seeming to give a shit about it.
2: Well, for those who haven't seen it, so Gorn, uh the, the real issue seems to be Gorn... He was potentially carrying an injury, and then the the um, Adelaide players then targeting. I think he injured his shoulder or something. And then the Crows players then coming out. One in particular, I think of his, I can't think of his name, but I doubt it will be there next year anyway. Um, <laughs> he was uh, just targeting the shoulder. And we, we're not talking in the contest. We're talking 100, 150 metres away from the ball um, and going after him. There's a really bad one. It was The ball was way you – know, someone's forward 50. Gorm was – lingering in the middle of the ground, and the guy split him in half about five metres away from the umpire. Now, irrespective of Gorm being injured or not, you, you can't hit someone 150 metres off the ball anyway. If AFL, you're supposed to be within five metres of the contest to shepherd or bump someone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a dog act straight off the bat to do it you know, 100 metres off the ball. The big issue is if if it's a targeted at in an injury, then there has to, be a, a, has to be a massive penalty for that. I remember a few years ago... Uh, Ed Curnow for Colton, he hurt his shoulder, his shoulder actually popped off at the time, and he was uh, carrying it um, all, physically, obviously injured, and he was running for the interchange bench, and um, Lee Montagna for St Kilda hit him oh, in the yes. shoulder coming off the ground.
0: That's right. Ed,
2: Ed being the tough nut, barely flinched, he hit and went, yep, that sucked, kept running, and Montagnier got three weeks for it because he was in, an injured player coming off the ground. Yes. Now, I don't think Gorn falls on that. It, this argument falls on the old Nick Rewalt with Mal Michael splitting him in half going, <laughs> Well, if you wave off trainers and choose to be on the ground, then you're, you know, you, you, you're giving your yourself fault. free yeah, eh? yeah, Exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't step away from the issue that you, you just can't hit people 100 and 150 metres off the ball.
0: Well, mate, I mean, we, we talked a bit about this, um, like, just before we, we started recording, and, and we were talking about how. Like we haven't seen this since the days of like Barry Hall in his heyday, or Spider Everett, and all these sort of guys. Like back when Plugger was playing, like when Tony Lockett was 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 getting around, and these guys, you know, it was that they every team tended to have that at least one of those kind of guys in there that would be the guy that would just go and cause mischief, you know, call, you know throw an elbow in this, once the ref isn't, you know, looking. They'd throw an elbow in, and and you know, you know that they'd be that that disruptive player that player that would cause problem that and, and probably be i guess called a dirty player um and that was something that happened every team had one but it it was i guess a part of the game whereas now it's it's very much not and but this this i guess isn't just a friendly or i say friendly this isn't just like a a, a throwing an elbow into someone this is deliberately you know, almost like attacking an unarmed man. Like, you know, like it, it's just, it just was, I don't know. It was, it was pretty much, it was just disgraceful, really, in my opinion. Like, if, it'd be like, for example, in, like, I'm just thinking of like the NRL, right? Or, or, or one of those sort of, te- one of those sort of sports where, say, for example, I'm the halfback on the fifth, on the fifth and last. I've been given the ball. I've kicked it and I've kicked it down. And then and, and you know wait one two three four five bam front rower knocks me on on my ass like you know like he just splits me in half and I'm completely like you know move, I've moved on from the kick I'm just standing there waiting for you know them to run it back or whatever that, and and you just get the massive late hit that's what I, I I sort of have the equivalent to in my mind for what happened to Max Gorn, really.
2: But you say that and even in AFL if you if you, if you get hit. A second after you dispose the ball, if you're on the run and you kick the ball two, three, bang, get hit. It's fifty downfield. Yeah, yeah. So irrespective of who's in possession of the ball, a hit like that, that that far off the ball, if anything, it's got to be it's, it's a free kick from the. Oh, it's a free kick from the spot of the ball. That, that
0: Bare whatever. minimum.
2: Yeah. So and the fact where I'm really dirty is the fact that it happened four minutes in front of the umpire and he did nothing about it.
0: That's the, and that's the thing, and that's the other part we are talking about too, Bondo, just before the, the, um, the, the recording started, was that, whether these referees are getting, uh, reprimanded behind the scenes about, you know, mate, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're letting this crap go, like it happens in the NRL a lot too. Um, and just, just some basics where like, you know, just some information like what the NFL does, where they actually have, the the vice um, president of refereeing come on and, and they break down games and go, this is why this call was made. Like, whatever controversial call there is through from that week, they'll say, OK, well, look, this is what happened here. This is why he sees it here. Um, he may have seen this vision. That's why he got it wrong. But, I mean... Like, should there be something like that for the AFL NRL? Should we get like, you know, like Bill Harrigan to come on and 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 actually do it once a week, or you know, one of the 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 guys? I mean, I know Kurds. You mentioned the um, uh he's not the CEO chairman. How he comes out and and says, you know, they got it wrong every and again.
2: Uh, I think it's Michael Christensen now, I think it is off the top of my head, who comes out every now and then on a dubious umpiring call and go, well, mm. no, it is holding the ball because of this, or no, it's not, or yeah, whatever the yeah, case
0: may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a, that sort of thing. I, I don't know, like it's just, I don't know. I just think there needs to be a bit more, let's say transparency with, with, with the way that the referees are. And, um, I mean, these guys, they don't get paid enough money really to, to be, you know, treated as badly as they do sometimes, which we'll actually we'll get into that with. Actually, mate, that's probably a, a a good point to pivot across to the NRL, um, with Ivan Cleary and what happened with him. Um, Bondi, you you seem like you you had um, in, in my opinion, I thought it was a pretty pretty light sort of thing what he was saying, but, um, I think you, you thought it was probably a bit more serious.
1: Yeah, mate. So, Ivan Cleary's come out and said that he thought the referees managed. Uh, the Canberra Raiders back into the game against his team, uh, the Penrith Panthers. So, um, yeah, look, I think calling out a ref on his call, saying, I think he made a mistake on that one, um, I'm fine with questioning the integrity of the ref. Uh, I'm not okay with. So, mm. Mm. um, yeah, look, and the NRL has acted, uh, fairly swiftly and, um, Peter Vlad has come out and, um, basically smashed him and said, it's unacceptable. We won't tolerate this in the NRL. But then they turned around and gave him a $20,000 fine. And yeah. look, he, he's a million dollar coach. Yeah, and I worked exactly. it out just before. $20,000 is about a week's pay. So if they're serious about stamping out this behavior and, you know, having those coaches and that kind of stuff be, um, good. Representatives for the NRL, then $20,000 is not enough. I mean, he could do that every week for the season. So, you know, you're looking at 20 rounds for the season, into the postseason, and he still would only, or he'd be fined $500,000, which is half of his pay. You know, I could quite happily live off $500,000 a year. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think $20,000 is enough of a sanction um, for questioning the integrity of the sport, basically.
0: No, mm, mm. Oh, look, and that, that's a fair point. That's a fair distinction that I didn't make, actually. That, that's I, I can understand why you can see it from that point of view because I saw it as just purely about the call, um, and uh because I mean, like the call was was horseshit. They did like it was <laughs> it was it was, it was horrendous. Multiple. Yeah, in multiple, multiple calls. Yeah, they, they, it was pretty piss poor. Like, no doubt about it. But look, but you I guess you are right though. If you, if you go from saying that the referees made some questionable calls tonight to the referees deliberately went out of their way to bring the other team back into the game, um, that's a different matter. So, because you can call someone out on making a mistake. But you can't call someone out on having a lack of integrity. Um, I mean, it's possible that the referees were paid off to bring the Canberra Raiders back into the game. Um, uh, maybe someone has had a 1 to 12 instead of a, you know, a 13 and 26, you know, a, you know, $20,000 bet on it. Who knows? But, um, but I doubt that very much. Like, it's just, it's more than likely it's going to be the, the fact that Clive Cleary just was shitty, but that, um, his team only won by 12 points. Like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, yeah. the, the the defending premiers, they only beat the defending premiers by 12. Oh, dear, are you going to be okay, Ivan?
1: So, two points there. The, the Raiders actually lost last year's grand final.
0: Oh, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> I, the, the, the runners-up last year. Sorry, <laughs> the, the Roosters won last year, I'm sorry.
1: And the second point is, uh, we've been into this before, Ivan Cleary wears his heart on his sleeve, 100%. Um, when he was getting... A bit of lip from one of the Tigers supporters uh, a few oh, games yes. back. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Blew him a kiss and pointed at the scoreboard and said, uh, "Yeah, see you back Be in the chat Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of so,
0: speaking of the Tigers. Oh, sorry, mate. What were you going to say?
1: Oh no, I I think it's Ivan Cleary's character, um, yeah. but I think he just minced his words there and um, yeah,
0: it, it, so, he'd probably that's do that's it true. over again if you had if you got if he had, had the opportunity. Yeah, fair enough. No, well, I was actually just going to say, like, when you mentioned about the Tigers, I was going to talk about the uh, thumping that they received. Um, like, the, the the Knights have nine, like, I think it was nine? Nine players, I think? Nine of their starting players or something. Some absurd amount of players, anyway, um, that, uh, that they had... Um, Do injuries and and just be, you know, banged up and, or, you know, hobbled on one leg and they beat them 44 to 4.
1: Yeah, mate, last week we had the Knights written off for the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because they were down to their fourth rung uh, hooker. They were just in trouble uh, in the injury game, but um, they got green um, player, not coach, um, over from the Warriors. Mm. And um, he played out of his skin. He was unreal. Oh, um
0: jeez, I couldn't believe they got a, he got to start straight away. But my god, he did well.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did very well. So, um, really happy with the Knights' performance with how they went. Um, and Kalen yeah, Ponga really was bananas. bananas. Yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 he just right.
0: went ape shit. And I am still unhappy that the Cowboys let Kalen Ponga go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. They have got a a very very good fullback there at the moment, um, Hammer. So
0: oh, so Hammer's good, mate. Yeah, but but he, but come on, he's not scoring two tries a game and setting no. up two others.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that comes with maturity. Kalen Pong has been playing for what three years now, and yeah, true, That's true. He's in the mix. So give Hammer. Don't a bit care, time. Bondi.
0: Just uh, let me feel. My feelings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, um, oh, don't even get me started on the Cowboys
0: performance this Oh, mate, no, well, I'm it not even. It was disgusting. I'm not even getting into it, mate. I, honestly, like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just writing the season off. Like, <laughs> I, 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 don't get me wrong, like, I love the Cowboys and I'll always support them, but. Jesus this is just like a bit, so here we are, here's a stat for you so this is something that I heard um I was listening to the um the ABC Grandstand um coverage of it and um they said that we haven't lost six games in a row since 2010 and that was when we had our season that ended up with us um as the wooden spooners in 2010. So we haven't had this bad of a a losing streak since we were with a wooden spooners in 2010. And to top it off, just to make my night even worse and rub salt into the wounds, this is the first time since 2010 that the Gold Coast has been the best-rated team in Queensland.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Look, it's, it's pretty sad days for Queensland at the minute, but, I mean, if you don't name... Your best side, you're not going to win the game.
0: 100. Um, you're right.
1: That's basically what um, the Cowboys did wrong. Like, pretty simple. Um, you know, name is the best players. They didn't do that. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, lesson learned, and they go back to to a strong team. But we'll see.
0: And to, to just for just for context, what he means is they left Jake Clifford off. The other side, uh, that, that's the main bit. <laughs> well,
1: two points. Uh, they left Clifford out um, and they named Granville for who knows oh, what reason.
0: God, I don't, uh, I don't understand that.
1: And my third point would be p- play Cohen Hess from the bench. The games he played last season off the bench were some of the best games he played that I've ever seen.
0: He's the best um, impact player. Yeah, give, give him 30 minutes on the field and he'll destroy them.
1: But, yeah, he manages his fitness too much. Instead of going out and giving 100%, he gives 20% at a time, um, thinking that, you know, it's equally as well if you play 80 minutes, and it's not. Um, so, yeah, I would put him off the bench and probably start Molo uh, in his place.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, him, actually Molo, Molo's pretty he's um he's solid but he's not an 80 minute player either but to, but if you if you put them into the rotation it makes perfect sense um now the other point with um well, A couple, couple of ones are the bunnies. Bennett didn't, was, uh, was in quarantine, but no real dramas there. Um, they still, you know, had, had the good win. Um, the storm, I thought it was a great, um, big statement win for them. Showing again, same as the nights kind of thing with their depth. They, they had a great win without Cameron Smith and without a lot of their starting players. Um, they, I think Roller Jacks, he did quite well. Um, and, uh, they, they, yeah, they basically just rolled through. Bromwich was great. Um, they, they had a great game. Big, big win. Um, and the only other thing is of consequence that I could think of for the NRL was, uh, Seabold. Um, and it's probably really not that much of a, he can't, he probably can't do too much more damage being in quarantine. Um, uh, he basically left to go and look after a family member, um, who was unwell. Um, so he's, being put into quarantine, and he won't be able to coach the side, um, inverted commas, for a couple of weeks. Um, I think, I don't know what's going to happen while he's away, but whichever coach is taking over from him can't be doing much worse than what he's doing. So, um, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, any thoughts on, um, on that?
1: Yeah, just to extend that point, um, there were, I, th- I think I counted ten bubble breaches by the NRL. This week, um, Wayne Bennett and Anthony Seibold included. Um, Hengar Jr., another big name. Oh,
0: mate, he's been stood down. That was a big one. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, so I think it's starting to take its toll. Hey, it's either that or they've gone through that many changes in policy as far as the bubble goes that people are confused. But I honestly think people are just getting itchy they want to go out, they want to have food at a cafe, they want to, you know, live a normal life. And, I mean, 10 breaches in a week is is starting to creep up there and they're going to have to do something to manage this. Um, otherwise, they might let, COVID might get in, bu- in the bubble. Um,
0: yeah, it's possible. If these muffins, it's keep possible. it up. Well, that, that's, that's the big problem, mate. And I mean, particularly when it's, it's like, I mean, Seabold knew what he was doing. He deliberately did it. So that makes sense. But when it's Wayne Bennett, who is one of the best coaches in the league, getting done for it, then you think, well, what, hang on. What kind of an example does that set? I mean, Tavita Pangola Jr., he gets in trouble all the time. So no, no, no real big, you know, concerns there. Like, you know, he's, he does, he does knuckleheaded things. That's, just, that's sometimes, that's just his thing. But when one of the best coaches in the game gets done for it, Either it's too confusing and they need to dumb it down because let's face it, um a lot of these guys aren't exactly what you'd call Rhodes Scholars. They're there because they can run a football really well in a straight line. Um that's you know, that's what they that's what they're good at. Um but look, i I, I don't know. I don't know what's what's gonna happen with that, but that's a good point. Um I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna have to do. Simplify the rules maybe. Um, just make it so it's really easier to say don't do this like you know it's pretty it's pretty it should be pretty straightforward
1: yeah the other thing is to risk assess somewhere like queensland and just go you know what let's move all of the teams up to queensland and you know carry on with your lives um, and just accelerate testing instead of you know testing you know monthly or whatever just test weekly. If you guys want to go out, then you're going to cop a swab down the throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah, I... that's what she said. As the umpire <laughs> said, as the bishop. So, oh no, know, that's... I think. I think it's second. So. I think you're right, mate, I think you're right. But, uh, speaking of taking its toll, mate, uh, the Civil War, mate, in the motorsport, looks like, uh, well, this is, this is where you blokes come in, cause I, I don't know, Jack, about motorsport. Um but, uh, this, this, uh, Civil War, apparently, I, I love, I love, I love reading, um motorsport. My uh, writers, I think I've said this before. The language they use when they write is is it's amazing. I'm a big fan, but um, now my understanding. Now you guys are going to have to really help me out with this one because I, I think <laughs> I think I, I described it as the the Renault protest. So they're protesting the protest uh, by about protesting that the protest was protested incorrectly. <laughs> Is that, am, am I, am I, am I in the ballpark? Like, is that?
1: Yeah, Um. so, basically, Renault's protest against Racing Point for copying, uh, Mercedes parts got upheld. Um can you, can you remember the fine? Something like $200,000? Uh,
2: £400,000. Yep. Holy Jesus. And 15 constructor points. So the drivers escaped sanction at least, but, um, yeah, the, the what team... What's a
0: constructor point?
2: So racing point, the team. So Formula One, they have the driver's championship and the constructors. So racing point, the team was ducked
1: 15 points.
0: Oh, gotcha. So the... Uh, the okay, gotcha. Yep, with you.
1: Yeah, so you're talking about reliability and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, in the constructors championships, um, I believe. Um, and so Yeah, it got upheld, they were the sanctions, and then Ferrari, among others, have turned around and appealed to sentence, saying it's too lenient. Uh and I completely agree. If you are getting um, if you're getting that much of an advantage by copying uh the premier racing teams Parts then you know, what's stopping teams, less than half a million dollar fine, uh, when it comes to a sport as big as F one with as much money as they've got.
0: Oh yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Well, I guess when you put it in perspective, that makes sense because, like, was it four four hundred thousand pound? Works out to be give or take one point two million Australian. But these teams have what? What what's the budget that they that these guys have got again? So hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. In, in that case, yes, that is pathetic. What are they doing? I
2: think, I think, to the, the, the regular financial regulations kicking in a couple of years, you might like, uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, they're probably throwing around 300 million.
0: Jesus. So basically, what you're telling me is that they basically did, that Ivan Cleary, um, is running Ferrari. That's he, it. Yeah, absolutely. Said, yeah, right. that's got, exactly got, what, said. what <laughs> <it's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it is. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that, that's sort of, that's, that's sort of like the equivalent of, of what's happened. Is that about right?
2: Yeah, that's probably bang on. It's a funny one because the, cause Renault were the first to kind of protest this. The FIA came out and went, yep, cool, whatever, here's your fine, there's your points deduction, and then they're still allowed to race that car. So that, it, in a nutshell, they're racing an the legal car, which is why the rest of the field is like, well, hang on, how can you just let them race a car that's illegal after finding them or whatever? And, and, and the issue kind of revolves around, the rear brake duct. So that sounds quite pedestrian, um, they actually quite – ha- the Formula 1 car kind of has no chassis. Every part is structurally integral to the rest of the car. So the rear brake duct actually does quite a bit for the overall balance and aerodynamics of the car, which is massive in Formula 1. So the, the issue is because um, there is a certain amount of what they call a listed part. So manufacturers have to – or constructors, so racing teams – have to construct parts that are on this particular list to therefore make them a constructor. Right. Um, there are teams like Haas who go out and they basically buy everything off the shelf and they construct things just off that registered parts list. Right. The issue with these rear brake ducts is last year they weren't on that part list and this year that they are. And essentially Mercedes have a technical agreement with... Racing point gave them, you know, whatever mock up rear brake ducts and then mm-hmm. they've essentially copied that design which, cause they didn't run those brake ducts last year mm-hmm. and are uh, this year therefore it's an illegal part and basically the rest of the field are coming out and going, well, how can you let them race an illegal car? That is performing really, really well.
0: Right so so basically it's as if they've been given just just a huge boost with, without actually having done any of the work at all they are just stealing they just they're basically doing what the patriots did by filming the other teams mm. that, that yeah. that's that, that that's basically what what's going on
2: Well they they were running the front brake ducks from the Mercedes last year on the racing point cars last year but because they actually ran them, those same ducts last year and then, you know, re-engineered them for this year's car, that's mm. apparently perfectly legal. The issue is because the rear brake ducts weren't run on last year's car because they're kind of integral to the, they call it the rack, but the position of the, how the rear car sits in terms of aerodynamics is actually quite uh, I guess really complex at this point but because they didn't run those rear brake ducts last year and they are running them this year they become a registered part that they have to then create which they haven't they've basically copied the design therefore it becomes an illegal part and it's not like the brake ducts they can just replace them they'd have to essentially re-engineer the entire car which is why Racing Point obviously don't want to do that.
0: Of course, no. That would be that would be insane. They'd have to start from scratch, effectively. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, Bondi, why 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 is the civil war going to break out? I don't understand the civil war part. I mean, I, I watched of the, the Avengers, but please explain. Oh, we got Bondi, or.
1: Mic was muted. Um, uh, <laughs> <more than> a... <laughs> Rookie era. <laughs> Some you say it best when you say nothing at all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it, I love that
0: works
2: for
1: a So the
0: the the medium does require.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the civil war is from team on team uh, within the F one. Um, but it's not really team on team; it's world on team. Um, so, unless Racing Point can um, actually prove that they are genuinely engineered by Racing Point, um, then I've got a bad feeling this is going to um, not go well for them.
0: So it's looking like Racing Point's about to just copper, you know. Be just yeah they they they're just gonna get screwed over they're just gonna get done like they they are plain and simple,
1: yeah, they're gonna turn from a speed or brick,
0: yeah, yeah gotcha, gotcha, I understand, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're gonna swim like a rick. i'm am with, I'm with you <laughs> yeah no that that's that's fair enough, and look and look that that's and so and so they should i, I mean i i i I understand when you're up against um you know when you're up against teams. That you're constantly a year behind them effectively um in terms of technology and and um and just just capability then you know you you're going to get frustrated and do something stupid um and if this is what is going to cost them i mean obviously the fine will probably be increased i I would say so um and and they'll probably. But at the same time, they might the the commission might turn around and say, "Well, look, if we up the fine too much, then Racing Point will you know cease to exist as a team, um, and we don't want to do that. We want to still keep them as competitive as we can, kind of thing." Um, but I mean, I don't know, would that be a factor for these guys or not so much?
2: I think money is always a factor in it. The, the issue that you roll with this is because it's such a money-dominated sport. And the sad reflection of this is the racing point this year has been really, really competitive. And the sad thing is that it might be a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's essentially last year's Mercedes. It's a blueprint copy or photographic copy of last year's Mercedes. And even though it's last year's car, it's leaps and bounds about ahead of about six or seven other teams in Formula One, which is a sad reality. It just shows you how good Mercedes are that, another team can race their 2019 car and be that much better than the rest of the field.
0: That's that's pretty insane, really, when you think about it. Um, yeah, look, I mean, obviously Mercedes has a great deal of money, but the one, uh, I would have thought uh, Ferrari, they just don't seem to be the leading pack. But actually, actually before before we start labouring on that one, the one thing I did want to bring up was Max Verstappen. Um, mate, he, he's, he's pulled off uh, somehow uh, an absolute just... I, I don't know, I'll just call it an upset because I can't think of a, of a hilarious analogy for it, but he's basically just pulled one out of his ass, and he's just won.
1: Look, I was reading up on that today and I don't think that they pulled it out of anywhere. Um, I think Red Bull had the best strategy on the day Um and just managed their tyres a lot better than the other teams. So, um you know, if you win... High performance on the day, it goes a long, long way um, to winning the points. And um, yeah, Red Bull did that this weekend.
0: Well, you you, you crushed me on that one. I thought I was waiting (laughs) for some big, like, explanation of how Max Verstappen was amazing.
2: Oh, he drove well. Don't don't get him wrong, he drove very well. But Bondo hit the nail on the head. Red Bull oh. were just bold with, um, were bold with the strategy, and it got both Mercedes. It, it, it was a you know unexpected because you just expect that Mercedes are going to win either between Hamilton's biggest rivalry this year I assume, is going to be badass, but Verstappen I think now second in the drivers after that win, so it's 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 heated up the season that was sadly looking like it was just going to be another Mercedes washout.
0: Well, I'm going to apologize to the, to the listeners there, um, because I thought that changing from Civil War to Max Verstappen and pulling a win out of his ass was going to be amazing. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it crashed and burned. So, um, thanks.
2: It's just still a great, still did great. No, but no, 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 no it's it fine. No, that's fine. No, 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 no,
0: it's just time management. That's, that was it. That's <laughs> <the only words. laughs> <laughs> thanks, lads. Thanks for thanks for the thanks for the backup. Appreciate it. No drones. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Let's jump over and have a look. Um. Was actually was there any other points in motorsport? I think was there Was there something up in Townsville with the supercars or something like that?
1: Not yet, but there's going to be twice, um, which is awesome. <laughs> um. So I've got tickets to the second weekend, but yeah, the the V8s having a doubleheader here in Townsville. Um. And I love it.
0: Mate, you're going to be in uh, in car heaven, mate. You're going to be loving it. You're going to be sitting there just kicking back with a couple of beers and just relaxing.
1: Well, yeah, I'm taking the wife and kids, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be noisy. Um,
0: Make sure but, you bring the headphones, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I went to the VH last year and... It's always a good show, um and yeah, gonna enjoy it
0: again this year. Yeah mate, go and watch a bunch of people. It'd be thrilling, no it's uh it'd be no that what, that's the old that's the old uh what what, the, what is it, the, the NASCAR joke? Uh, you just go and watch a bunch of people turn to the turn to the left. <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. No, no, but no. look, uh, the V8s in Townsville was was always a great big tourist attraction, Um, and uh, this year everyone else can bugger off that lives in uh, New South Wales, (laughs) ACT or Victoria.
2: (laughs) Pretty pretty much, yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, was there any other points, lads, from uh, AFL, NRL, or uh, motorsport that you wanted to run over?
2: None for me, mate. I'm pretty happy.
0: We yeah, have with that all right so we we'll look. we'll, we'll quickly whip over the the n f l there's not a huge amount going on with the n f l but the big thing um was the opt outs um, close to seventy players opted out um of playing this season um Some of them i have a feeling if they're on the bottom rung um in terms of their um uh salary. They, they get they get a stipend basically um they get paid you know hundred and fifty thousand bucks or something like that um to to basically sit out the season or, or something like that whatever it is i I'm not exactly sure the the exact amounts of money but if you're sitting on a salary of you know two hundred thousand bucks and they say, well we'll give you hundred and fifty thousand dollars to not play then you know shit I'd take it too um but it's just it, it but, but for the guys that were on the higher end of the salary cap. Um, not a lot of the big names, um, came out that weren't for medical reasons. Um, uh, Cootie, there's a few, mate, um, like Patrick Chung, um, Donta Hightower, which are two key pieces for the, um, bloody Patriots defense. So that'll be interesting to see what what happens there. But, um, I think it just frees up enough cap space for him to go and get, um, and Clowney, to be honest with you. But, um, <laughs> outside of that, um, there was a lot of backups like Brendan Bowl and the running back that was about ninth string, I think. I think he was, he was just not, not even really relevant there in that team. Um, but I'm just trying to think of, oh, CJ Mosley for the Jets. He was the other big namer. Um, uh, what, what were your thoughts on the opt-outs and, and, you know, is, is it something that was, you know, a reasonable thing to do?
2: Well, some of the players you can, um, you can see why they've chosen to. There's some of them have young families, young kids, um, that obviously are at a greater risk. Uh, it's not just the, you know, just three, four hundred pound D or O Lyman that are at a greater risk of catching it and getting deeply ill with it. So, um, there there was rumors I heard as well that. Players might be using it as kind of contract leverage as well. Yes. Um, hopefully, which you know you just you'd hate to think that that would be in the forefront of someone's mind with everything we're going through. But the the Patriots, you hit it in the head. They, I think they have eight so far. They have the most out of any team in terms of all these opt outs and, and big names, as you just said. Um, mm-hmm. So I, 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 you know, Bills. Um, you're really going to have to pull something out of his backside to make them, especially defensively too. A lot of them seem to be on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I mean Patrick Chung and um, and Don'ta Hightower, I, they they did, they, they were huge last year. Like, and, and they. Um, I, I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know what he's. I'm sure he'll find some way to to fix it. No worries, Bill Belichick. But, I mean, he lost Tom Brady on one side of the ball, and now he's losing two key key pieces on the other side of the ball. So,
2: well, the, yeah. those Super Bowls that um, I think Hightower's been part of three. Yes. As important as Brady was in the offense, you can make the argument that he was equally important on the defensive side yes. of the ball, just without the notoriety as well. So he's, he is by far the biggest name. You throw CJ Mosey to a lesser extent, um, on a young Jets team that you don't expect to be all that good. But, mm. you know, off season, as soon as Cam Newton was signed by the Jets, they went from being, you know, cellar dwellers in the, um, AFC East, all of a sudden, yeah, they're back up to being championship contenders. And then on the mm. back of all these opt outs, you know, it's going to test the depth at the very least.
0: Yeah. Oh, very much. so. I mean, even even things like um, like a lot of offensive guards. I mean, in in um, uh, Cleveland, three offensive guards just went okay. nah, see you later. Like that. That's that's a lot of depth. Like that. That's a lot. And these guys were decent players. I mean, Nate Solder. Um, who he's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like he's he's not he's not the Nate Solder that was at the Pats, but for um. He's played for the Giants now. Um, he's still a stalwart. He, he's still a very much locker room guy that, you know, he's, he's got so much experience. Um, as, as, a, as a left tackle, like, he's, he's just, you know. I, I don't know what Daniel Jones is gonna do. He better be able oh, to move yes. those legs, mate. Jesus, let me tell you.
2: I see. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The, a couple of others that kinda of noted to me. Um Devin Funches from the page uh from the partners, Oh, Yes, yes. That they go out and get him in the off season as a free agent wide receiver. <laughs> they yeah. don't draft anything to help Rivers whatsoever. In fact the arguments made they've they've gone and got his replacement instead. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah, anything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they don't get anything in the draft to help him. They go, Yeah, we've got Devin Funches. They are very skinny uh, past him and uh, Devontae Adams as wide receiver. So Funch is gone yep. already. And then Eddie Goldman for the Jets. The Bears, obviously a big defensive team. Goldman's like their best defensive run stopper as well. Yep. You know, he's, he's, he's a run stopper in that middle of that D line. So th- that'll be a big, big hurt for them to replace him.
0: Yes, yes, no, I completely, completely agree with you on that one. Um, with the NFL, like, it's going to be real interesting to see some of the depth charts, but actually speaking of, uh, depth charts, I, I actually did put up a poll question, um, on their old Instagram account at not the Dan Patrick show. Have a jump on and have a look. Um, it's basically for Washington. They've got, um, they've got the two Antonios. They've got Antonio Gandy Golden, who's a wide receiver, and Antonio Gibson, who is a wide receiver slash running back. Um, and uh, they're both coming into a team that is very skinny, uh, at both positions, basically, running back and wide receiver. But I just want to see what people reckon in terms of their, their impact. They're both rookies. They're both coming into the season just drafted. So see what people reckon about them. Um, and, uh, just click on which one ever you reckon will be the way to go. But then, but one thing that I did want to talk about was because of Darius guys, he just got arrested. Um, and he's been basically stood down by Washington. Um, what do we reckon is going to happen to the depth chart? They've got Adrian Peterson. They've got the rookie Antonio Gibson, Bryce Love and, I'm blanking on the other one. J.D. McKissick, I think, is the other one, who used to be... He was he did all right for Detroit, like, like, a year or two ago.
2: I think... I reckon Adrian Peterson is is the Tom Brady of running backs. The guy's, like, mid-30s running... You know, apart from uh, Frank Gore, who's oh, yeah. almost 40 by now, like, he's...
0: Oh, yeah, he's ridiculous. And he's
2: still getting it done. Like, obviously, he doesn't have the same breakaway speed and that of a 10 as younger... But um, I think, especially with the guys who, I mean, they drafted a couple of years ago. I think he did his knee in his rookie season, didn't play, and was the guy to come in. Um, with him off the team, I think you go with the experienced running back, If especially if you're going to go with um, Haskins, I think it is, at quarterback.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah, they're still going Haskins. Yeah. But Alex Smith is coming back, so... Jeez, yeah,
2: mate. oh, that, uh, the, what a comeback story that would be as well.
0: Oh, mate, I'd, that'd be phenomenal. I, I would it, truly, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be amazed if that happens.
2: Oh, so would I. Yeah, for for what the man's been through. But but uh, running back, if you're going to throw a second year under center, I reckon you go with the experience of AP behind him. Absolutely.
0: No, that, that's fair enough. Well, look, I mean, I I, I think that um, I reckon that. Uh, Gibson gets a crack at it. I think he's, they, the, the reason I say that, the reason I say it is because, uh, Riverboat Ron, um, mate, he's taken, he's taken over and, um, he's, he's ready to go. Now, he had Christian McCaffrey, um, basically back in, um, when he was the Panthers head coach. Now, he basically can, he's, he's, he's a hybrid receiver running back. He's basically said that. Antonio Gibson is very similar skill set to to CMC, so that's what he reckons. Um, And if the coach is saying things like that, and he said it more than once, like he he keeps saying it now, he he could just be you know, we coaches do occasionally lie, they do say things to to, you know, throw people off, but I'm uh, but it's it's seeming like in camp battles that it it could possibly be, be that way, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I, but Gibson, I, I reckon he'll, he'll get a good crack at it. But Peterson, he'll always be there, mate. I don't, I don't think I think he'll, he, he's going to have to die before, before he <laughs> stops playing, mate. Um, but uh, the other one was Eagles wide receivers. Um, what do you guys reckon? Um, Bondi, um, uh, yeah, did you have any opinions on the Eagles wide receivers? Or uh, you're yeah, yeah, not really uh, Yeah, tuning out because it's NFL? No, mate. I think they're,
1: yeah, um, really good.
0: <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's all right. Um, no, but uh, the, the they've got JJ Arthaga-Whiteside. Um, they've got uh, Sean Jeffrey, who I don't think has played a full season about his whole career. Um, they've got Jalen Rager, who's just been drafted, and they've got – that's about it off the top of my head. They've got they've got no one. Like who who the hell is gonna like? Is it just gonna be their rookie? Or is it, or is Miles Sanders just gonna be running the ball a thousand times a game?
2: Well, yeah, it it's a it's a strange one. Like uh-oh. Ray Raygor, I don't know how you say the dude's name. The Riga Riga raps. Riga is it? So he he was the first rounder that came in with a lot of raps. Um, JJ he. Whatever his name is, he's the new. What was it, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, the um, oh, the, the the law the, firm. The mate. law firm. He's almost another law firm coming out. I mean, they do have Deshaun Jackson, who is oh, a true, great leader of that yes. group, but he was injured, didn't play a lot of last year as well. Um, struggled with uh, with with injuries. I think Greg Ward was a guy that had been thrown around at, um uh, practiced quite a bit and flashed a little bit last year in the absence of when they had all the injuries. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess the most important offensive weapon that um, Wentz has is he's still got Zach Ertz at tight end. Who he He'll, he'll true, get yes. the most touches, he'll get the most yards, and he'll get the most touchdowns on that offense for sure.
0: No, I agree with him, mate. I think he's, he's in for a... Uh Thousand yard, thousand reception, uh, thousand touchdown season. He's going to do. He's going to do well.
2: I right, fantasy uh, fantasy tight end right there. Be Zach Ertz this year.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm with you. Hundred percent. I'm drafting him highly. Well, that's, <laughs> that's 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 for sure. Um. Yeah. Look, I think that's you're probably right. Zach Ertz will probably take it out. Miles Sanders will get. will run it a thousand times a game. That'll be about it. That's um. It. Well, look. That's pretty much all I had for the NFL. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up for anything like that? No, nah, nothing for me, mate. Alrighty, cool. Uh, All right, well, look, we go go for the wanker of the week, mate. I'm I'm waiting for it because we 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 seem to have a theme building, but we'll see what happens.
2: Well, I, <laughs> I was very cautious I nearly went with the old Willie grab from Richmond, but I thought it was going <laughs> down the path of just a lot of dangerous things happening.
0: Bondi, you and I, you and I could have had a field day if he went for that, mate. That would have be- been
2: in the desert by myself for quite a while now. So, um, <laughs> Jeez. but. But I had to go. There was a lot this weekend. I nearly went with Tom Lynch, who gave the dirty uh, slap to the back of the head. I think it was a uh, Brisbane defender, uh, oh, Harris nice. Andrews as well, because I just thought that was a dog act. But I tried to keep things a bit light. It was Tom Patley's Oscar nomination for getting a slight hand in the back and then shot out of a cannon in the same act. For, he, he got a $500 fine for staging, which I think the AFL is pretty keen to stamp out, noting that we don't play soccer. There's yeah. no need for that in our <laughs> game whatsoever. We don't need guys rolling around, grabbing their shin for not getting touched at all. But if you watch this one, it'll give you a bit of a laugh. It was a marking contest, and there was the very slight hands in the back, and all of a sudden, Tom Papley's just been shot out of a cannon like you wouldn't believe. He a is, massive yeah. stage for a free kick, but the sad thing is, it's it 500 bucks that cost him. So, yeah. For so the AFL to stamp it out, he probably needs to do a bit more than that, but yeah, who knows what'll happen.
0: Well, yeah, he's on a bit of cash, but I mean, like, I mean... It, you're right. I mean, we we don't play soccer. That, that is that is a good way to put it because I mean, mate, there are some spectacular punces in uh in the game where they they but they they. I guess the thing is though, it is all about part of playing the game because it happens in um, basketball a lot as well. Um, but I, I don't think Bondo, have you seen it happen in NRL much? Yeah, mate. Have you ever watched
1: Daily Cherry Evans play?
0: Oh, that's a fair point. That's that's a fair point. I guess it does it does happen a bit. I know you know what you know what happens in the NRL. It's it's when they get up to play the ball, they always try to 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 milk it. That's that's you know, that's um that's where they try to they always try to milk the um the penalties out of that. That's true. I did I did forget about that. Um, God, it happens in every sport, doesn't it? Like everyone always just tries to get the ref to like you know look at me, look at me. I did something wrong. But I mean, Papley was just a giant wanker and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, hey mate, like I'm going to leap 900 feet forward, um, and uh, try and get a um, Oscar nomination, like you said.
2: Actually, a flop of the year it's been dubbed, and and aptly deserved.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Well, actually, no, he'd have to be a prime time Emmy award. He couldn't be an Oscar, so he'd, because it's, it's, it's TV. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we, you know, that's all. He's gonna go for a gold, 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 gold logie, mate. Gold, gold bro, logie. I mean, look yeah, it. There you go. There you Jesus, go. it's Australian TV, mate. Jesus, look at. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, look, that, that's that's a, that's a really good wanker of the week. He definitely deserves that, mate. He, he was a, he was a definite wanker of the week that one. Um, but yeah, there were there were a few good ones. But um, I mean, just, just I mean, I don't. I think it's been it's been pretty well widely. Um, shown as well, but the the other contenders was the the willy grab was all in in the locker room. Like I mean, normally the the pat on the ass is pretty time time uh, time old tradition, like high fives and pat on the ass, whatever that happens all the time. But this guy grabbed another guy on the donga, and then when he when the guy swatted his hand away, he then instead of just grabbing like you know, instead of just giving him a pat on the ass, he tried to slip a digit. Um yeah. in. Yeah, you know, and 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 like you sit there going, man. Like he tried to basically just I'm pawadi and you just sit there going, man. Like what 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 is going on here? Like this. this like, I mean, I know we all take the piss, and when we're out of field for a long, long time, um, you know, we do weird things. But I don't think I've ever tried to do that to to anyone. I'll be honest with you.
2: Yeah, that that's no footy singing circle that I've ever been a part of. Nor nor would it be. On the you know what to do on a Saturday night after having won a of football is get the old Willie grabbing a digit slipped It's not on my team, Yeah,
0: but yeah. well, no, is that something that um that you do in your circles or?
1: No, mate. Um, cuddling is about as far as it goes for me. Um, but the NRL isn't immune to it either. I mean, Willie Mason springs to mind oh, uh, when someone shook his um, hand.
0: <laughs> he does the old, does the old, uh, the, the finger scratch?
1: No, they, um, grabbed him on the Johnson when he got up to play the ball. Just, a, uh, hey mate, how's it going? <laughs> Playing for the other team now. <laughs> that
0: oh, that's hard. right. There, there was a few. There was him, there was, um, who was down there, Sam Burgess. That's right. He did the squirrel grip. I remember that.
1: Yeah, it's so prevalent. It's actually got a name.
0: Yeah, it's, true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. It's, it's quite bizarre and it? it, it, it's, it's a, it's a very strange thing. I've never understood it, but, oh, you know, each of their own, I guess. I mean, but I, I, mean, I've never really played professional, you know, sport before, so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's just what needs to happen, you know. It's like, uh, the, <laughs> I'll never forget the, the, the 12th man and um, when, um, he's, He's uh, they, he goes to for a high five, but he misses and hits Mervyn Hughes straight in the eye, and and Richie Benno is gone oh, it's just a bunch of sepo bullshit they brought in for the from the West Indies, and uh really, I mean, uh, it's the Australian, uh, the hug, the kiss, the bit, the lick, The bit of a dry root, just the most manly and masculine way, and just show your exuberance. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I think it's, I think that's absolutely true. Um, but look, we'll finish, we'll finish it off because I know, I know Bondi's, um, he's, he's, uh, he's an obscure sport. I, I want to hear about the slapping a little bit later though. We'll, um, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. But I've got to say something nice. So, I've, I'll, I normally, um, this guy, he plays for, the Kansas City Chiefs and I hate them because they won the uh the Super Bowl and um, they're also basically the team to beat and they've they've got Patrick Mahomes and they've got a very good team, very good coach and I just hate them for it, plain and simple. So, but I do have to say something nice about them now. The guy that I'm going to pick out here is a guy who's actually opted out for the for the season. His name is Laurent Devernay Tardif. Now he's a guard for Kansas City, but He's a 29-year-old and he actually is also a medical doctor. So he um, basically is a giant man who plays football, but is also a doctor. So he opted out to go and um, basically go and fight uh, COVID um, and help out patients. Um, I think he's up at a hospital in uh, Canada, I believe, um, or somewhere around there and then up up north, um, and he's uh, basically helping out there now um to basically yeah just look after patients and and um i thought that was a very noble gesture given that his salary is actually quite substantial he's not one of the lower rung players he's a guard that's on i think he's he's got about like 8 or 9 million dollar contract i think something like that per year so he's on a substantial amount of cash um and uh he basically gave that up essentially for you know whatever the stipend is which is fairly minimal um, to go and yeah, be a doctor, to go and look after people and and everything like that. So, I thought that was a cracker. Um, jump on his you know Instagram page or everything like that and just give him a, give him a thumbs up and not like not like the way the Richmond players give you a thumbs up, but just yeah. uh, just, just 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 give him a thumbs up as in as in a good job, uh, you know, in, in a good way. But yeah, just um, I thought that was a that was a really good one. Um, just yeah. Oh, could you think of a better way to, to, to opt out of COVID, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a gold effort, mate.
0: Yeah. Um, Bono, have you got any other points you want to, you want to finish up on, mate?
1: Uh, the only thing that I want to, um, say is I want to see a rule change going back to AFL, mm. um, and have a sin bin in AFL. So, been bantering it around for a little bit, but, yeah, yeah um having watched more a f l this season uh, and i'm sure we'll go into this in depth a bit more but um yeah threaten someone with ten minutes in the bin um off the field and um watch behaviours change i reckon.
0: I, I think I, I agree with that because that would actually be something to implement in that max in the gorn situation um when it's a professional foul um and you end up in in the bin um and the other the other side of things as well is um we we'll, actually we'll, we'll talk uh, because uh, w- with the the other one that we that you guys the, um i come up with which, which, which i think it might have been you born right that brought it up as well was the h i a rule at the um having the yeah, extra okay. uh, yeah having the interchange um, basically uh, fixed up for um the the head knock rule um which because i mean it, it is it's having a head knock rule makes perfect sense i mean you know you get a concussion is a fairly significant injury and we want to look after that you know the brain is kind of important um but it's it's also something that um we want to make sure that uh if a team is penalized for if they lose a man as a result of that rule um because i mean you know if a man hurts his ankle he can come still come back out on the field whereas if it's a concussion he can't so having like an extra person um, to be able to come back off, off the bench, have like an extra reserve or, or like a super sub like they had in the AFL that, that year, like God, I don't know. Like is that, is that kind of what you're thinking as well?
1: Yeah, I'd say, um, grant them an extra interchange. So you can't necessarily say, Oh, here's a fresh player. You got a HIA in the 60th minute. Um, but if you get an extra interchange or two, um, then that can definitely help you manage uh, your players and fatigue and that kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like you said, most other injuries, Sam Burgess played a grand final with a fractured cheekbone. Cooper Cronk played with a broken shoulder blade. So other injuries you can play with. Um, HIA is forced off the field. No, mate, you're not coming back on. Um, yeah. And I think they need to be compensated for that. Um, I mean, I think it was Manly a couple of weeks ago, had two out in the first 10 minutes with HIA, so they were basically down to two men on the bench for the game. And, Hmm. you know, its I don't think it's just um, to not adjust that with the HIA if you're going to enforce it.
0: No, that's a good point. I mean, it's in been an AFL and a HIA, I think... (laughs) I'll tell you what, why don't we we save we'll save this because I think it's something that really we can we could really get into next week. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about less news next week, and we'll actually talk about those two topics because they're actually quite good, um, to to quite meaty things to get into. Um, so we'll we'll jump into those. But look, we'll, we'll um we'll call it now. Um, for, for the week, but, um, but other than that, lads, we'll, yeah, we'll have a chat next week. We'll go through some more, but, um, I'll, uh, I also did an interview with, um, basically, uh, one of the physios, um, and he's, I've put up an interview that's coming up, um, pretty much I'll put that up tonight, if not tomorrow, um, and I'll, I'll put it up with the podcast as well, but, uh, Timmy Lynch, he's one of the physios there, um, he's, Got has got a masters under his belt and um but uh, he uh, he we go through a bit a few bits and pieces in terms of, like load management and stuff like that as well. Um all right lads but we'll we'll leave it there for for now and um but yeah thanks so much for uh, taking the time guys and uh, make sure you listen subscribe and download and all that sort of stuff as well.